Hello and welcome to the podcast. This is Sam Antini from the Puck Stops here. I'm just on my way to work as per usual. And um, I got a, I've been getting a couple questions lately that I wanted to answer. I may or may not have answered you already, either if it's on Instagram, um, at TPSH underscore goalie, or if you like ask me questions on the actual YouTube videos. So I just want to talk a little bit about this podcast is specific towards like beginners, people who haven't played goalie before or thinking about playing goalie and the one of the biggest questions I get asked or most common questions I get asked is I'm just starting out what should I focus on or I just got new equipment I can't like how do I how do I get better one person asked me well actually more than one person about like they were a little bit older I think they said they're just starting out and they're they're in their 50s and um they asked like how do they get up? <laughs> um, which I laugh at just because it's like such an important part of the game. Um, and when if somebody asks, how do you get up? I get it. Like it basically, I think it comes down to just wanting to get up faster. I guarantee they're able to get up. It's getting up faster, being in position and being able to go down, make the save and recover from that save. So um, when I when I first read the question, how do you get up? I just pictured somebody laying on the ice the entire game, hoping to stop all the pucks down low. Um, so, so that's why I laughed. And um, so that's kind of what this podcast is going to be. I'm going to go over um, kind of fundamentals and things that I would recommend you focusing on. And I just want to be 100% honest. Like I am not a goalie coach. I've never been a goalie coach. I'm not a professional certified anything. Um, but these are just from my experiences of being a goalie for over 20, I think it's over 22, 23 years now um, that I've actually played goalie. So with that being said, I think there's some experience that I can share that I hope will bring value to you guys and hopefully answer some of your questions. Um, and from now on, if anybody ever asks me like fundamentals, I'll send them to this podcast. So that's kind of what this is all about. And uh, yeah, let's let's just dive in. And now if I miss anything, please let me know. Um, because it's not like I'm driving to work. It's not like I have a list of things that I want to go over my head. I just keep getting asked those questions. So if I miss anything, I I apologize. And uh, please let me know so I can go over it in a future podcast. So anyway, so step one, if you're just starting out and you have your equipment, one person said the first step to being a goalie is getting the equipment. And if you can't afford the equipment, don't have the equipment, that's why I started that whole series called um, Retail Arbitrage, how to make profit from selling or flipping items from Walmart. Um, If you're interested in buying new equipment, yes, that's one way that will take a little while, but I highly recommend you go check out that YouTube video because it will give you a good sense of what I'm going to be doing um, to help show you guys how to buy equipment if you don't have the money to do so. Anyways, once you have the equipment, the first thing that you need to focus on is your skating. If you've never skated before, by far that is the most important thing I highly recommend you focus on. Um, is the skating, how to, you know, skate forward, how to skate backwards, how to shuffle, how to T-push, you know, how when you're down, how can you push yourself left and right in the butterfly slide or power slide as people call it. Um, Those are the things I would focus on, getting comfortable with the edges of your blade. You know, like a goalie skate is sharpened differently than a player skate. A player skate is a lot sharper. Goalie skates, you can get them pretty dull, or a little bit sharper if you want a, a little bit more bite to them. And when I mean bite, that just means a little bit more of an edge for you to dig into the ice to get more leverage. Now the issue with having sharper skates versus dull skates, 
when you have sharper skates as a goalie, shuffling, which is when you basically, you're not turning your body, you're almost looking like you're moving horizontally left and right, and shuffling is, your, your legs aren't crisscrossing at all, or going over each other, it's literally, it's hard to explain through voice, but basically, imagine your legs are open, like shoulder length apart, and then using your left leg, you push your right leg further over, and then you bring your left leg closer so that they're back to like shoulder length apart. Um, and you just keep doing that over and over. And a lot of people, you could do smaller shuffles or bigger shuffles, but just if you ha if you still don't understand, just Google shuffling, goalie shuffling, and you'll see it. Um, but basically, like, those, like having sharper skates makes shuffling easier and harder at the same time. It's easier because you have more um, bite from your skates and you could get a better push, but it's harder because your other skate then, um, because it's sharper, creates more friction. So some people actually lift up the leg that they're pushing. So if I'm using my left leg to, to push to my right, then some people will actually lift up their right leg um, so that they can push a little bit easier. But that I find is hard because you're kind of more jumping or hopping. Um, again, this is just my opinion. So. And then, but when you're in the butterfly and you need to quickly go from post to post, having a sharp skate is better because you'll have more leverage and you'll be able to actually slide a lot better and quicker. Um, so that's kind of the pros and cons to sharp skates versus dull skates. Dull skates are easier to slide around with when you're on your feet, but then when you're down in your butterfly, it makes things a little bit harder um, because you just don't have as much grip on the ice as you would if you had sharp skates. Um, so yeah, but basically, if you just got on the ice for the first time, just completely focus on skating backwards, skating forwards, and when you skate backwards, there's a couple different ways you can do it, but the most common common way is through the C-cut, which the reason why it's called a C-cut is because you're basically making the letter C with your skates. So again, it might be something that you're going to need to Google um, just for visual reference, but when you make a C cut, you're kind of like, as you, you're kind of pushing backwards. It's hard to, I'm trying to think of how to explain it. You're trying to push backwards, but in order to maintain being squared, you almost have to carve in an outward C. So it's like this, if you were to picture the C with your left leg, it's a real, like an actual C. Um, and then if you picture it with your right leg, it's like the C has been flipped, if that makes sense. So you're actually, you're pushing your leg outward, but then bringing it back inward so that you can actually gain that momentum to go backwards. Again, this might be better suited visually. Google it if, if I'm not making any sense or if you want more clarity. Um, but those are the things I would focus on. And then again, shuffling and then T pushes is pretty simple. You're just making the letter T with your skates. So whatever direction you want to go into, you point, if you want to go to your right, you point your, your right leg in the direction you want to go. And then you're basically taking your left leg and making a complete, like, um, just making a T like the left leg, the push leg is the top of the T, if that makes sense. So you want to have your, your legs, like, um, your right leg would be about, I guess, 90 degrees pointed in the opposite direction, and then you push with your left leg into the direction you want to go into. 
um, and then you lift up your pushing leg, so your left leg, so you can glide to where you want to go. You don't drag that leg behind you because that's going to cause friction. You kind of do a really hard push and then lift up and then you get to where you want to go. Um, and these are all things that will take time to master. I still am working on it. <clears throat> I'm not, um, I'm not perfect at it. Yes, I'm pretty good at it. And I think a lot of it comes down to once you understand how to do it, it's all about repetition, but then also conditioning and training. Now, a lot of people who are just starting out, who are maybe older, maybe you don't go to the gym, maybe you're like me and you work a long, long, like long hours and you don't have time. Like it's right now, it's 9.05 AM. I'm getting, I'll get to the office around 9.30. And then for example, last night I got to the office around nine, I think it was 9.30, 9.40. And I was there until uh, almost 11 PM. And for me, it's a little bit more difficult to work out. Um, but if you do have the time, I think a big part of it would be to condition your legs and, you know, do some cardio and leg push uh, presses and all that stuff. But anyways, that's if you really want to get nuts with it. Um, but if you're just like me and you play once a week and you're just doing it for fun, it's not as big of a deal. But if you can and you want to get better, the best way would be to doing a lot of ice off ice training, which you can get a lot of good tips from Maria from the Goalie Pro I think it's called the Goalie Pro Network or something like that. Anyway, she does a lot of good training. Training. If you just type in um, Maria and Goalie Pro, you'll see a lot of her stuff. And she gives away a lot of good free tactics on how to get better and how to be more flexible and how to get great, gain strength and all that stuff. Um, but yeah, so focus on the skating. Get comfortable being on the ice in your skates. And um, that's the main part because it's everything comes down to your skating ability as a goalie and even as a player. But most importantly, a goalie needs to be the best skater. I've been told that time and time and time again, and I believe it to be true. You need to be really good at understanding how to use your edges so that you can get into the best position possible as quickly as possible. And it all stems from how you push or how you use your edges to get to where you need to be. You also need to have good balance. That has to do with your skating, but also it's really something that you need to practice is balance. And that's probably why the gentleman asked me, how does he get up? And it's probably because maybe he's not conditioned, but also maybe he doesn't have the balance yet that he needs in order to go down while he's like leaning towards one side or the other and then being able to get up. Now, flexibility does have to play a role in this. Um, conditioning is important, but you also need to stretch. You need to build up your flexibility. And I'll never forget, I was in a goalie camp and I was, uh, it was dry land. So we were, uh, just doing some training and stuff off ice. And I remember asking the instructor, I was like, how do you get more flexible? And he, and like, I asked how, like, does it take a long time? And he looked at me, he's like, I can make you more flexible right now. And I was kind of at first like, what do you mean? Like, how can you make somebody more flexible? And he did this really cool thing. And you know what? I wish I had more time with him and I wish I went deeper because he only showed me how to make my legs more flexible, but not really anything else because he was just giving me an example that it's possible. And what he did was I put my back up against the wall and you do need a partner for this. It's very difficult, really almost impossible to do by yourself. But what I did was I put my back against the wall and I had my legs like shoulder length apart or underneath me or a little bit less than shoulder length apart. And he said, lift your leg up. Um, so I lift my right leg up and as high as I could. And I tried to make it like a 90 degree angle. And what he did was he held my leg then. So he put both arms underneath my leg and he said, okay, that's as high as you can go. I'm like, yep. He's like, okay, push down for five seconds as hard as you can. 
So I pushed my leg down into his heart hands as hard as I could for five seconds. And it hurt. Like, it actually burnt. Like, my leg was on fire. And he's like, okay, now let loose, let loose. But he still was holding my leg. And then he lifted my leg up. Maybe, so I was at about a 90 degree, or sorry, nah, 90 degree angle. And he lifted it up maybe 10 or 15 more degrees. And then he said, okay, do it again. Push down as hard as you can for five seconds. So my leg at this point was just, it was like, I was ready to cut it off how, how much it was hurting. But not in a bad way. It was one of those, like, this is something that I can tell was benefiting my body. Um, but it's just something I've never done before. And I, it's like really stretching my muscles. Um, so then after five seconds, he, he let my leg loose a little bit, but he was still holding it. And then he's like, okay. And just to keep in mind, my leg was like not locked, but like it wasn't bent to keep that in mind. It was straight leg. So then he said, okay, let's go one more time. And he lifted my leg up even further. And I'm talking like, like I, my foot was over my head at this point. Not like what cheerleaders do where their legs like completely over their head, but like realistically, my ankle was probably at my eye line. So, and then he's like, let's do it one more time. And so I pushed down as hard as I could. And again, it was burning and burning and burning. After five seconds, he let like he let go of my leg and I'd put it down. And he's like, see, you could be flexible immediately. It's just doing it the right way. So then we did it on the other leg because I felt totally out of whack and it felt unbalanced. And uh, we did it on the other side. And then I was like, okay, like flexibility is something you can improve upon immediately. But it's kind of like an elastic. You got to think of it like an elastic where, yes, you could stretch it and you can you can push yourself to new lengths. But unless you continuously practice that and continuously stretch, it's always going to go back to where it was naturally. So to this day, I could probably still do that, put my leg that high above my head in like literally less than a minute. Um, but unless I continuously do that every single day, then every day it's going to reset and go back to where it was once I wake up. So it's very easy to build up your flexibility. And that's just one drill that I learned um, that helped me get a little bit more flexible in my legs. Now, again, that's only one direction. Um, and there's many other ways you can get more flexible. But I think the key um, to doing it is basically pushing yourself or stretching yourself as far as you can. And then having some sort of resistance trying to get your your leg or your arm or even your torso back into the original position, like by pushing, for example, I was pushing down if it was my arm, um, pushing down or pushing up and then, um, and then pushing yourself even further than you did when you first started. I think that concept done correctly will make you more flexible. Um, and obviously some things like your core, you can't really flex too much, but I do think that you could still apply the same, um, like idea and it will result in the same, um, um, or sorry, it will give you the same results. So anyway, so skating, conditioning, and flexibility are all the main things that you want to focus on. And another gentleman asked, he's like, when I was in the butterfly with the pant, with the knee pads that came with the pads, um, my butterfly was closed, but then I got the new Bauer knee pads that cover up more of my knee. Now when I go down in my butterfly, it's actually open. And the only thing I can think of is that he's not as flexible as he can be to close that butterfly by, you know, having his legs, his ankles, I should say, uh, flared out more to give him a wider butterfly. So that's one thing you may look at my butterflies and be like, Oh, you have a pretty good butterfly. Like they're pretty wide. Um, and that's because I guess I have enough flexibility where I can have 
my um, ankles and my feet flared out a little bit more than somebody who's just starting out and their their body's not used to having their their um, feet flared out like that. So again, it's something that takes time. I hope that none of you watch my videos and they're like, you're like, oh, I'm not that good. I'm just going to give up. Like, I hope that my videos are helping you get better. That's the purpose of them. And that's my advice for when you're just getting started. All the other stuff is important. Being like being in the like um, being square, having the right depth, playing the angle correctly. When should you be in the RVH? When should you be in the VH? When should you be standing up? When should you overlap the post versus being against the post? All these things that may or may not make sense to you at this moment in time. But trust me, the most important thing is learning how to skate, your conditioning and getting comfortable just getting up and down off the ice. Everything else will come. And that's the one thing I, I hate for somebody to just get started and think, oh, how do I do butterfly slides? How do I do this? How do I do that, you know? Um, and I would hate for anybody to get frustrated because they think that they'll understand it. But if you really want to play the position, you got to understand, even in the NHL, most goaltenders don't get their start as early as players do. Most goaltenders start as backup on the farm teams, playing, playing, playing. They have to prove themselves. And then usually later on in their career, they actually finally get the opportunity, if they're lucky, to start. And luck has a little bit of do to do with it, depending on what team you're on, because it would, it would suck to be the backup for one of the best goaltenders in the league because you probably won't play that much. But if you got drafted to another team where they're actively looking for a starter then you have a better chance at actually being that starter if you put in the work. But a lot of it does have to come with uh, luck, but I think also a lot of it has to do with mentality and your ability to put in the work to get better to prove yourself. Um, but the point is, the position is, it's uh, it takes a while to learn. And that's all it comes down to is patience and practice. Patience and practice. If you're not getting it, this time, you'll get it next time. And if you don't get it next time, just keep working at it and eventually you'll get it. It's like, it's like anything in life. If you put time into it, you will get better. Now, you might not be the best in the world. There is an element of play that is called talent. Some people are born with it. Some people aren't. You might be taller. You might be shorter. And those all have major factors into how you'll be as a goalie. Obviously, the bigger you are, the more net you cover and you're just more naturally going to cover up more space which might make you stop more pucks. Now, with that being said, somebody like Jonathan Quick, who isn't as big as some of the other goalies in the league, um, he is legitimately quick. Like, his last name is perfect for him because he's fast. He's able to get into position, and that's something that he's worked on because he realized that, look, I'm not as big as Ben Bishop. I can't just play a blocking style of goaltending. I need to actually be athletic and flexible and... I need to be fast, and this is what I need to do in order to be competitive at the same level. And that's something I want you guys to, to think about as well, is be aware, be self-aware of what are your strengths, what are your weaknesses. If you know you are flexible and you're able to, you know, make more elaborate saves, but you're really bad at positioning, you know, then you might benefit from playing a little bit deeper in your net versus playing bigger. Like if you're not fast enough, but you're flexible, you might be able to have a better reflex and chance at reading the puck 
having that extra little bit of time to read the puck and then rely on your flexibility to make that save. But if you're not as flexible, but you've got the raw power in your legs to push yourself from one side to the other, then that means you're fa you're probably able to move around the crease a lot faster, which means that you could play a little bigger to make yourself look bigger. And when I say bigger for anybody who doesn't understand what that means, it, it means you're a little further away from the net, which then makes you look bigger um, to the shooter and to the puck, which you are actually bigger. The closer you are to the puck, the bigger you are, the less chances it will go in. Um, but if you know that you're able to have an explosive push, either T-push, shuffle, or butterfly slide, um, you could play bigger because then you know if it's going to be passed to the other guy who's open in front of the net, who's maybe to your left or to your right, you'll be able to actually get all the way over to make that save. So those are the things you just got to think about is just what is your, your skill set. Um, and you can obviously improve upon all elements of the game. You just need to put time and energy. Whatever you focus on will improve. If you don't focus on it, chances are you won't be monitoring it and you probably won't be improving because you won't know. You won't know how you're doing. And it's so funny. The biggest uh, piece of advice I give anybody, if it's feasible, is to film your games, especially when you're starting out. If you watch my first video and then you watch my most recent video, there's a huge change in how I play. And I haven't gone to goalie camps. I haven't gone for training. I haven't done anything. The only difference between when I started filming my games to now versus my pads are solely me watching my videos. I've watched them. I've realized, oh, I'm doing this. I'm doing that. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. I can improve there. Oh, I'm pretty good there. Let me work on it. But I'm pretty good. So I know I could play a little bit further out or I need to watch my how I play the puck. I'm pretty bad at playing the puck. Um, so I need to work on that. And anyways, my point is by watching and analyzing my games, that's given me the ability to see what most goalies don't ever see when they play is themselves. You could see everybody else on the ice, but you can't see yourself and you can assume things here or there, but unless you actually see yourself, um, you can't really make improvements. And a perfect example is, um, in last game, I thought the puck beat me short side, or sorry, far side. Um, and as I was editing the video, I was like, I realized I was wrong. It actually beat me five hole. And I, when I initially said, when I was talking to myself or to you guys um, during the game, I was like, all right, so that goal went in because I um, was too far to my left and I gave him my far side and I thought he beat me far side. But then I did say it went under my pad. So at the time I wasn't thinking correctly. Um, because if it went under my pad, then it really didn't beat me far side. It beat me five hole. Um, but my point is in the moment you might think it was one thing that happened, but then when you watch the tape, which is an old school way of saying video, um, when you watch the video, you realize, oh, I wasn't in position or, oh, I was too deep or, oh, I was too far or whatever it is. And it allows you to remember it more vividly because now it's in your mind. Like you see yourself doing that. So the next time you're in that situation, you're like, okay, I remember this from the video. I got to move, like be a little bit bigger or I got to play further back or I got to make sure to shut my butterfly faster, whatever I need to do um, to stop that puck. So those are my four biggest tips is learn how to skate, practice all the different types of skating, um, um, pra get conditioned, do your best to be as like get into shape if you can. Um, do a lot more cardio and do squatting and stuff like that. Build up the strength in your legs. Um, 
Um, what was the next one? I guess conditioning and then strength. I forget now. <laughs> Don't mind me. Uh, it seems early. It was a late night, early morning type of thing. So, um, and then basically the last one, the fourth thing is just if you can film yourself. If you can't get, if you don't have a GoPro, if you don't want to buy a GoPro, maybe just have a friend come. If you have somebody who comes to watch your games, literally just have a phone recording on the glass behind you and just have them stand there so nobody takes your phone. Um, and at least you'll have your games filmed or you can have them film from the stands. I really do like the behind the back angle. I feel you have a really good understanding of where you are positionally versus from the side. Um, but yeah, those are my tips when getting started. Sorry if I rambled or trailed on or repeated myself over and over. I just wanted to be clear. And I think if this, if you guys like this and you really felt there was value, maybe I'll make a video about this. And I think I will make a video about this. Um, that will be helpful and it'll be a little bit more thought out and planned. So it's not just me rambling off a couple thoughts um, in the morning. And this way here, if you guys hear this and have any feedback or any advice or anything else that you want me to add to like beginners, let me know like this beginner guide. Um, let me know and I'll make sure to include that if it's something I haven't already said um, in that video. So anyways, guys, I totally appreciate you guys listening. Um, I know it was a long one, 25, 26 minutes long, um, but I appreciate all of you for listening. Thank you so much. And if you haven't yet, go check out the YouTube channel. If you just stumbled across this podcast, um, it's the puck stops here. My name's Sam Mantini. And again, thank you guys so much for listening and I'll talk to you later.